2: At 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. If you are listening last segment, we played uh, this story from Fox 11. They ran last night, and it was uh, just, no matter how many of these types of stories you've seen, this one was shocking. Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Oaks. A lot of insane homeless people. One of them in particular. Uh, filled up a bag with his own feces, diarrhea, and then uh, threw the bag at an SUV owned by a business owner named Paul Scrivano, who runs the Blue Dog Tavern. And he's Scrivano is dealing with this particular guy uh, almost every day, along with a whole bunch of others. And it's it's really really psychotic behavior out there. They clearly are severely mentally ill. They clearly yeah, described
3: have... it as a psych ward. Yeah, and then you have Nithya Raman city councilman, councilwoman for that district saying, oh, it's a housing issue. Yeah, house. the same nonsense.
2: She's, she's a complete, she's a complete failure. And and actually her staff. Oh, she has a feces bag herself. Her, her, her staff told Paul Scrivano to stop sending the videos to her office. I, oh, yeah, because we know, we know. And you know, you know what? There's only one county mental health uh, outreach facility there well, well just one i don't know one one group like one team there's only one team for all san fernando valley they don't
3: have the right to just take these I, people in they can't they just have to talk to them and say would you like I, some mental health help and if they're told
2: no given the finger then they got to move on they can't do anything and you know whose district that is county district it's Sheila keels great because she's too busy shoveling money to her friends all, all right let's
3: get paul on and uh, talk about this incredibly poor
2: problem Paul Scrivano, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, we just played the Fox Eleven story. Our, our news department had a story on at the top of the hour. Um, it's it's hard to believe that you're you're dodging bags of feces from a lunatic, and there's nobody in government, nobody in the police department who will take him away.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 shocking. Um, you know, I I've been dealing with this obviously for a long time. You know, over the years, it's been, you know, we have our homeless, they're in the neighborhood, we know who they are, they all know who I am, so they stay away from the shopping center. But since, you know, since the whole summer of 2020, and the whole COVID thing, we're now, there's now an influx of these just felons from all around the country, who are now inundating us, and, and I don't know who they are, they're all strangers, hardcore felons, the story I'm getting is that they're just flooding into the Greyhound bus station in downtown L.A. from all over the country, being sent on one-way bus tickets from judges and sheriffs around the country saying, go to L.A. because it's a gangster's paradise. So they arrive, and all they do is start robbing to make money. They have nowhere to go, so they sleep on the street, and then they just start breaking windows and robbing. In this case, you know, this is a homeless guy who, you know, obviously has huge problems but the fact that he's just allowed to sit on the sidewalk completely naked with everything hanging out and and you know crapping in a bag every single morning if you go there tomorrow morning between seven thirty and 8 o'clock you'll see him how long has he been it, there uh i've seen him well he he sleeps at one address And then he does his business in the morning. I see him every morning. I roll in about 5 o'clock every morning. And then he goes across the street and tortures the poor people at the Noah's Bagel, just sitting there, half naked, scratching his junk, begging, dirty. You saw his fat, ugly, dirty belly, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he just sits there and tortures those people for hours. And then he goes to another location to sit all day. And then he goes back to his bedroom and bathroom to go to sleep. And I'd say it's... At least since COVID, at least the past three years.
3: Have you seen any outreach workers come and try to talk to him about getting help?
0: Yeah, well, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> um, and, and, and Nithya Raman, Nithya Raman. First of all, she didn't just tell me it's inappropriate to send these videos and pictures to her staff. You know what else? You know what else she said? And I'll send you the email. She said I was quote crossing a boundary by sending her these this material. You were Like I'm sending like I'm sending selfies of myself naked. She says I'm crossing a boundary. So what I need to know from her is what does crossing a boundary mean? Like did I commit a crime? Is she going to come after me? Did I commit some sort of like insurrection by genitalia? Like what exactly <laughs> does she mean by crossing a boundary? Wow. It, it truly makes me worry. It truly makes me worry. Well, you're sending photos of a naked guy. Yeah. Well, it ain't me. I mean, I'm sending a, 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 a naked guy who's terrorizing our neighborhood that she needs to see. Yeah. It's the proof, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. I, mean, I mean that that that's the tactic. The tactic
2: is is to change the subject and turn it back on you and make you defensive.
0: That's what they all do. Yeah. What? Well, that doesn't work for me. That just doesn't work for me. If if this city. You know, she in, in, in particular, I mean, look at her website. She is, she is a self-avowed Democrat socialist. And my question for her is, how does that factor into her legislative process, being a socialist, a self-avowed socialist? Because what it means to me is that she likes it this way. She likes when businesses are suffering because that allows the state to take it over. What else could it possibly mean?
3: Yeah, and no, she de- right. She this crowd really is not happy with the capitalist system we have. They think it's responsible for all the woes. You're right. They'd like to overturn well,
2: it. What's frightening is she got elected,
0: and apparently a couple more just did. The cra- how she slipped through the cracks is just amazing. I don't know where she came from. I mean, the piece of work David Ryu that was our council member before was no prize, but I, I don't know how this woman got through. Like I-, I never heard of her before, and and I'll tell you what. Mark my words right now, she, she'll be our next governor. <laughs> She's a true believer, this one. Mark my words. Watch yeah. it.
3: Uh, so yeah, I mean, when when people have pro business owners have problems, and they go to the city council person and they get this kind of response, and all she says to the reporter who asked her was, oh, it's just housing. We just need housing.
2: This guy throwing yeah. a bag of feces, yeah. Yeah. it's a you lot know, more than housing. I, I, she knows that's a nonsense answer. It, it's, again, just to deflect. This is what she wants. She wants you all to go out of it, business.
0: It's exactly, what, it's exactly what she wants. And we're all, we are all. I'm not the only one. I'm on, a, I'm on an email and a text thread with business after business after business after business. We're all suffering. This whole stretch of Ventura Boulevard between the freeway, between the 405 and like Van Nuys Boulevard, it's like downtown Kabul, Afghanistan over here.
2: Yeah, I drive it's, through there all I mean, the time, I mean, and that used to be a big shopping area for me. When I when I lived oh. uh, in another house, I and I, I drove my wife and I drove there just a few days ago, and we were shocked at the degradation.
0: Yeah, it's like a war zone. Vacant buildings, uh, uh, graffiti. Every single every single piece of street furniture that the city owns—trash cans, signage, park uh, uh, bus benches, bus shelters—every single piece of street furniture is either destroyed broken open broken open and in disarray every single piece businesses are closed um i watched 150 feet from my patio not just me but the people on my patio eating their hamburgers and drinking their beer watch the building across the street burn down to the ground it had a 30-foot encampment in front of it and it was you ready for this It was burned down by the same one-legged homeless guy that I kicked off of my property about 10 o'clock in the morning. He rolled his ass across the street and lit this other bum on fire and her whole encampment and burned a building down, putting my firefighters at risk. Paul, can you hold on? Yeah.
3: All right. This is a business (laughs) owner by the name of Paul Scrivano in Sherman Oaks. He's the owner of the Blue Dog Beer Tavern. Fox 11 did, and you have to watch it. I mean, it's radio. We played it. It's about five minutes long, but it's worth it. You have to watch the video of this. They did a story about what's going on in this little business area of Sherman Oaks along Ventura Boulevard, as Paul just described it, and their crisis that they're having with the homeless, headlined by Man Throws Feces at Sherman Oaks Business Owner. He actually threw it at uh, Paul's
2: SUV. More coming up. John and Kent, KFI. We are talking with uh, Paul Scrivano. Paul runs a business in Sherman Oaks near Ventura Boulevard, uh, the Blue Dog Beer Tavern. And there is a lot of severely psychologically damaged people living in the streets. And Paul has been assaulted repeatedly by one particular guy who uh, defecates into a bag and then throws the bag at him or his car. Fox 11 did a story. Oh, you got to see it. I mean, because
3: she talks to the homeless people. You can really see the debris, the encampments, just the people lying on the sidewalks. Uh, Paul called it like a psych ward. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Here's the part that you were trying to refer to. There's only one mental health outreach team that works the San Fernando Valley. One.
2: One. So the whole valley. And how big the valley is? It, it shows you. Uh, yeah, right. And that's Sheila Kuehl's district. Nobody's taking this seriously. Nithya the city councilwoman, doesn't take it seriously. She just want to hear about it. Uh, And Sheila Kuehl doesn't want to take it seriously either. They don't care. They want it this way. Someday it's going to dawn on everyone that this is what these people want because they hate this country. They hate business. They hate capitalism. They hate what America is. And they're destroying it from the inside by allowing this chaos and mayhem to take root. One, One outreach team in the whole county? Shows you the. And how many billions did we. Well, in the valley,
3: the county. Well, in the valley. Yeah, but in the
2: one (laughs) county team in the valley. You know how big the valley is? uh... There's over a million people. Uh, Yep, let's get Paul on. Paul, this might be. Do you you
3: think people, Paul, would actually vote this woman out then? I mean, you're worked up. A lot of people you know are worked up, but how do these people win elections like uh, Nithya Raman? No, no.
0: She won't get voted out. She's part of the machine. What what these people do is they go out and they make friends with every single special interest group, just like Karen Bass. Look at her CV on her congressional website. She's the chairwoman of, of like, 30 different special interest groups. So she'll go make a speech, she'll promise them everything, and each one of those groups represents, I don't know, maybe 2,500 people or 3,500 people or 5,000 people. And they all go out and vote. People who vote for Rick Caruso are too busy like me doing dishes at my restaurant to go out and vote on Tuesday. Nice. So, so that's the machine. And you're right. What you just said in, in the little, uh, the piece 30 seconds ago is not hyperbole. They hate us. They hate business. And listen to this <laughs> as, as Gina and I were uh, rolling up on Nithya Raman on that interview that we did which, where we surprised her. The first question out of Gina, by the way, Gina Silva is a beast, an absolute monster on the street. God bless that girl. But her first question out of her mouth was, you know, the, you know the constituents in Sherman Oaks are complaining that you're not responding to their emails. She looks right at me, Nithya Raman. She looks right at me and says, oh, you mean that constituent? Aha, uh-huh. trying to marginalize
3: you as a very small uh, minority. right. 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 right.
0: That constituent, like that guy who dared to open a business and risk it all and who's getting crap thrown on him. You mean that constituent? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that didn't make the cut, but that's the disdain that she looks upon us.
3: Who among you reached out to Fox 11 to get this story done because it's fantastic to show your side?
0: It, 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 well, thank, thanks to Marla Teas, who... Um, I, I, frankly, I I don't remember how it, it was an Instagram post. no, I, I I copied her because I saw she does great work on the vax mandate, which I'm another, whatever, we'll talk about that another day, but she does great work on that. And I copied her on the email that, that Nithya Rahman's office sent to me saying, you're crossing a boundary by sending these things. Marla Teyes contacts me that like an hour later, she's like, you're kidding, right? Like you're making this email up, right? I said, oh no. So Marla, so Marla, a patriot, sends Gina Silva over to me, and that afternoon is when we did the interview.
2: Well, and all all the psych patients were in uh, all their glory. I mean, she got a lot of incredible. But because they're video. always
3: there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, you can probably was, go anytime of day or night.
2: <laughs> uh, so I mean, no, you, exactly. I mean, I mean, ha, you must. Do you have any kind of critical mass of other business owners, other residents? You yeah. guys need a revolution. Listeners. I mean, I mean,
0: there there has yeah. to
2: be like some major action taken by a large group of people.
0: Well, thank God that uh, Theo from the Sherman was able to be a part of that interview. And today now, see, I am, on, I am on a communication with a bunch of the other businesses who are all desperate. And now some of them are starting to come out more. They're all afraid. They're all afraid. Who are they afraid They don't of? want the hassle. Well, I'll, okay, here's what they're afraid of. Two days after I send the first couple emails, you know, because I've been sending these for a while. Two days after I sent one that had a particularly, you know, um, a graphic picture in it, I get a visit from the Parking Violations Bureau, who says that my sidewalk dining is blocking their meters. Oh. And two days after that, and two days after that, I get a visit from the from the Bureau of Streets saying that my tables are blocking the sidewalk.
3: Oh, you see, now, Rex, they're coming that? after you, retaliation. Yeah, that's what hey, they do. can I
0: prove that? Can I prove that? No. No. But the timing is just the timing is just perfect, though, isn't it? No, it's her retaliating. Oh, yeah. That's yes. a
3: threat to try to get you to back off. Exactly. Ha- keep it coming.
0: Keep it coming. Now this oh, is Paul, a war. We hope so
3: this is war. Wow.
0: This is war. This is war.
3: Well, Paul, thanks for talking to us and uh, keep us up to date. Yeah, let I mean, us let us
0: know as uh, this this progress. attorney
3: Larry Slade that was featured, the chair of the homelessness committee for the Sherman Oaks Homeowners Association. Can they be of any help?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I, I've talked to Larry on the phone. He's in on our email threads. I'm not very familiar with him. I know he's a lawyer, and I know he's trying to put together, you know, the press conference and get everybody together. But again, it's like, look, I roll in at 5 o'clock in the morning, like this morning. I roll in at 5 o'clock this morning. By 7 o'clock, I had already kicked four people off the property. Crazies. I pretty much work security at the restaurant now because I'm almost, not entirely, but a majority female staff. My managers are all female. I got a female cook. I have a lot of females in my restaurant. So I pretty much sit here in the parking lot like I'm doing now because I'm charging my car on my phone. But I sit here in the parking lot. I work security. Just, I almost, I almost wasn't able to pick up this call because I had a guy, you know, swatting imaginary flies off of his head that starts walking into my sidewalk dining. So I had, I had to get out of the car and, and maybe have to take care of him. But, you know, thankfully he walked away.
2: All right, Paul, but it, so it, it, good to talk to you. Yeah, we'll talk with yeah. you again soon. Paul Scrivano.
0: The, uh, the owner Anytime. of the Blue
3: Dog uh, Beer Tavern in uh, Sherman Oaks, which is being uh, overrun with homeless people. See, retaliation. Yeah,
0: that's what hey, they did. can do. I prove that? Can I prove that? No. No. But the timing is, ju- the timing is just perfect, though, isn't it? No, it's her oh, retaliating. Yeah. That's yes. a threat to try to get you to back off. Exactly. Ha- keep it coming. Keep it coming. Now, oh, this is Paul, a war. We hope so. This is war. Wow. This is war.
3: This is war. Well, Paul, thanks for talking to us and uh, keep us up to date. Yeah, I mean, let us let us
2: know is uh This things this progress. attorney
3: Larry Slade that was featured, the chair of the homelessness committee for the Sherman Oaks Homeowners Association, can they be of any help?
0: Yeah, I, I don't I, I've talked to Larry on the phone. He's in on our email threads. I'm not very familiar with him. I know he's a lawyer and I know he's trying to put together, you know, the press conference and get everybody together. But again, it's like look, I roll in at five o'clock in the morning. Like this morning, I roll in at 5 o'clock this morning. By 7 o'clock, I had already kicked four people off the property. Crazies. I pretty much work security at the restaurant now because I'm almost, not entirely, but a majority female staff. My managers are all female. I got a female cook. I have a lot of females in my restaurant. So I pretty much sit here in the parking lot like I'm doing now because I'm charging my car on my phone. But I sit here in the parking lot. I work security. Yeah. just i almost i almost wasn't able to pick up this call because i had a guy you know swatting imaginary flies off of his head that starts walking into my sidewalk dining so i had to, i had to get out of the car and and have, maybe have to take care of him but you know thankfully he walked away
2: all right but paul it, so it, paul, good to talk to you yeah we'll talk with yeah. you again soon paul Scrivano, the, uh, the owner Anytime. of the blue
3: dog uh beer tavern in uh, sherman oaks which is being uh Overrun with homeless people. More coming up. Uh, the iHeartRadio KFI live on the iHeartRadio app.
2: John and Ken KFI, you must uh, see. We have we have links to it. Uh, the Fox Eleven story that Gina Silver did last night. It was absolutely chilling. It was brilliant. It's about the uh, crazed psychotics running around in Sherman Oaks, terrorizing people. Uh, we just had Paul Scrivano on, a business owner who uh, routinely has uh, bags of feces thrown at him by one particular lunatic. And the, the police and uh, the city council, the mayor, uh, the, the idiot Sheila Kuhl, the, uh, who's the county supervisor for that district, all refuse to do anything about it. And I tell you, the last thing we were talking about, do not underestimate this. You will see this. This will become real as time goes on. They hate businesses. Nithya Raman, the city councilman. The DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, that's the party she belongs to. That is a destructive anarchist-style anarchist, anarchist style party. They hate America. They hate capitalism. They hate business. They find this country to be illegitimate. That's what they believe. This is not hyperbole or conspiracy theory. You will see. And it's the only conclusion you can come to if you watch what they're allowing to happen. If an outside enemy wanted to do damage to us, wanted to... Create some kind of subversive movement. Could they do any more damage than the L.A. government is doing to us now by allowing that kind of behavior, that kind of destruction? This is on purpose. Now, the
3: left-wing, mostly progressive website, Politico.com, just ran a story today. Rising homelessness is tearing California cities apart. Democrats are under pressure to fix the state's most pervasive problem or at least move it out of sight. Featured in the story right at the beginning is Daryl Steinberg, the Sacramento mayor, who's quoted as saying enforcement has its place. The theme of the article is basically that even among the progressives and their supporters, we may be reaching a tipping point where people's safety and security is at risk. And you got to do something about these growing and homeless encampments with these crazed people in them you read through the article though and of course the sentiment becomes but we're just going to shuffle the problem from one street corner to another no no you it's always their response if you clear out an encampment
2: they'll just camp somewhere else they need housing well remember their purpose is to destroy our way of life so they're always going to have an answer they have a set of stock answers and hope that they ensnare you in in some stupid side debate it's not about moving block to block. It's getting them out of the city entirely. It's about saying you cannot oh. camp anywhere here in public, anywhere within the borders of this city. And if you don't want our help, we don't care where you go, but you are not going to camp here.
3: Right. The idea is to harass them to the point where they give up the lifestyle or you're right. They move so far away. They're not your problem anymore. But if but if everybody keeps doing that in every place they go, they're eventually going to have to come up with a different solution to their life. And that's what I keep saying. You've got to hold them responsible. You've got to. You can't act like, oh, this is society's problems and this compassion compassionate housing. No, these people have to be told and taught that they have to. And, and of course, the other half of that is if they're out of their minds, you have to take conservatorship. That's it. Those are your two things you you have to do.
2: You know something? I don't know when this started, the idea that there's something called a society's problem. If you have some loser guy who's 30 years old and he had... Let's say an abusive father or he's got an organic mental illness, schizophrenia that was in his genes and it blossomed in his 20s. That is nothing that society did. Maybe he had a a drunk dad who beat him every night and made him crazy and unhappy. And so he started using drugs to quell the inner pain. That is not society. That was his dad. If he's got uh, schizophrenia, that's his genetics. That's not society. And more than half of the homeless are in California. But more than half of the homeless in California are from all the other states. It's what Paul Scrivano said. They are putting crazy people in buses all over the country and come into a union station in L.A. And the Greyhound bus opens and all these guys come filing out. Because the local sheriffs, the local police in all these states know that well, they all have contempt for California. They hate California and all it represents. So they think it's funny to send all the psychos here. And that's what they're doing. You got 49 states worth of law enforcement laughing their asses off because they put their local psychos, psychos on a bus to Los Angeles.
3: California has half of the nation's unhoused. And that well, that I'm talking about the people that live outdoors year round. More than half of them live in California, and we're 12% of the nation's population, but apparently when it comes to people living outdoors and on sidewalks like they are in Sherman Oaks, we're half of the homeless in the country living outside. That's the problem. And you're probably right. It reminds me a little bit of what the Republican governors are doing with the migrants. Mm -hmm. They're sending them to the sanctuary cities and states. This is probably what they're doing in different states. They're sending them to California, where
2: apparently you're welcome there, because look at it. We're a sanctuary state for uh, vagrants. For Apparently ment- so. mentally ill people and drug addicts. Well, and it makes sense. Why would you put up with a bunch of drug addicts and mentally ill patients on your streets? This is not society's problem. They have to be forced, forced into a treatment. But we don't even have the treatment ready. Go back to in San Fernando Valley, the county has one outreach team for the whole county. It means they don't care. I I I I just you It's so frustrating, but none of the politicians care. They want to close down the businesses. Look how well they closed down the businesses during COVID. They did it with glee.
3: Well, they They... don't care because there's no consequences to that. If people do not pressure them and vote them out, then they can continue with this policy of do nothing, right? Just wait for uh, uh, houses to be built magically for all these people. And I mean, if you did build all these housing, eh, it, quite a percentage of them are just out of their minds. They need more than just a home. It's,
2: it's never going to happen. For God's sakes, they're, they're spending $900,000 on an apartment. That, 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 that's, a, that's a total fraud. That, that is it. That's another smokescreen. It's another diversion in order to induce people to pay more tax money, and then you give it away to your buddies. The way Shayla Kuehl uh, made that Metro contract go to her buddy. That's what their life is about, sucking in tax money and spreading it around among their friends and relatives. That's all they care about. They don't care about you. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your quality of life. They don't care about these homeless people either, obviously. They're dying in the streets. I mean, that the, the video of Gina Silver's report was just astounding. These people are suffering. They're moaning and they're screaming and they're dirty. There's one guy, he, you know, his pants were down. Uh, below his rear end, and he's got these weird red sores on his skin. Mm. I mean, it's so foul and so filthy. It's, don't give me your compassion routine. You don't have any. All right, we
3: got more coming up. KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after the news at 4 o'clock, we have a guest, and his name is Alex Villanueva. He's the LA County Sheriff. In fact, he's got a debate tonight on the ballot. For the November election, he has now one opponent. It's Robert Luna, the Long Beach Chief of Police. They're going to go one-on-one for the sheriff's position in L.A. County. But I'm going to talk to him about the bombshell news, kind of, that came yesterday. The Attorney General, Rob Bonta, is taking away the investigation of Sheila Kuehl from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. They put out a press release yesterday afternoon to say two things. That was one. The other was they will look into the contention that Sheila Kuehl was tipped off by somebody who has the title of L.A. County Inspector General. Uh, first for me, but that you can't do. That uh, Sheila Kuehl actually admitted that when she talked to reporters that she got word the night before that they were coming with search no. warrants in the morning. So. No,
2: no, that that that's really breaking the law yeah. to tip somebody off of a from the inside, from the that inside a, that, right. a, that a search is coming. So tonight, uh, Fox Eleven is carrying uh, the debate between Villanueva. And uh, Luna. And then at seven o'clock is a debate between uh, Rick Caruso and Karen Bass for mayor. Although I don't think there's uh, any reason to uh, worry about a debate. You, I, 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 it is beyond me completely beyond me. Why anybody would vote for Karen Bass, considering the state of what's going on in the city. She is absolutely uh, a member of the club uh, that uh, like, like, like Nithya Raman and Mike Bonin, she's one of those that doesn't care how degraded Los Angeles becomes. And so I'm telling you up front, she's one of those. You will see. Nobody should be voting based on somebody's gender or somebody's race or somebody's ethnicity. You should only vote if they're going to go after the homeless and the crime. Nothing else. That's
3: it. She'd be the first female African-American
2: mayor. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in any firsts. Firsts are, you know, it, it, it's it's what's destroying us. You you have to vote for the guy who is going to give it, uh, uh, give a lot of effort to cleaning things up. And right now, there's zero effort going on.
3: So we've been talking about the vagrant problem. And of course, Sherman Oaks is a big story from Fox 11. Look at Gina Silva's story. If you get a chance. It may have happened again. I just checked a story that came out of Whittier this week. South Whittier, to be exact. You may have heard about this. A man apparently followed a 16-year-old teen girl into a restroom of a supermarket in South Whittier and attempted to sexually assault her. Fortunately, she screamed and customers and others came to her aid. They eventually arrested Stephen Magdaleno, 38 years old and, yes, homeless. Also, there, were, he's had, there was a warrant for violating parole out on him. A uh, long parole. criminal record. Yeah, A parolee with a warrant for violating parole. Same garbage. He gave deputies his cousin's name at first. I just looked at the El Segundo Times. No mention that he's homeless. That, but so I scrolling that, down the uh, Orange County Register story, and there it is. Magdaleno is homeless. So that's, that's the new policy. He hangs out at the parking lot of the grocery store. That sure, all right, but previous that, convictions for identity theft, meth, being under the influence
2: of controlled substance in L.A. County. That's how bad the homeless crime problem is? Because now the L.A. Times won't, won't uh, no longer inform they the don't, public. They find it not relevant, right? Yeah. Okay, so, again, not a trustworthy news organization. I guess this uh, this daughter of Patrick Sunshian has completely taken over the news department. They're ultra-woke, and they're dishonest. And so now I read a story... And I can't trust it. How could you not put the number one issue is all the vagrants running around, the drug addicts and the crazy people and the criminals and all the mayhem they're causing. All the I mean, we're talking about an attempted rape of a 16-year-old girl, and they won't publish it. You can see they don't even care about teenage girls getting raped. That doesn't matter to the woke heads at the L.A. Times.
3: No, I'm reading the story right now that they posted last night. The suspect's identified as Stephen Magdaleno. Uh, they get the charges. They have a quote from Gascon. They think there might be other victims of this man. Mm-hmm. But nowhere does it say he's uh, homeless. Yeah, no. right. Or even unhoused or whatever euphemism they would use.
2: And eventually they won't uh, mention that uh, he's on parole. Yeah. Eventually they'll just publish the name. And maybe, maybe not even the name after a while. Maybe it's just a man did this. A man did a bad thing. And we won't know that the policies of releasing people on parole, releasing them on on no bail, not enforcing crimes, not clearing the homeless out. We won't even know the consequences to all this anymore if you rely on the L.A. Times.
3: Yeah, everything's coming together. The dangers of the rising homeless population along with the criminal justice system that's uh, being dismantled.
2: It's great. So you 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 have the destruction of our city. All right, coming up
3: next. The L.A. County Sheriff, Alex Villanueva, will get his uh, thoughts on the word that came down that the attorney general of the state of California is taking away the investigation that's underway of Sheila Kuehl and the suspicious contract that one of her friends got with a nonprofit with Metro to operate a uh, sex harassment
2: hotline. They got like no calls. More coming up. John and Ken Show and Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. 691 2173 or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com.
0: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this
1: overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema
0: Club. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.